This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to Rogue One Radio, your source for sweet jams and conversations about a galaxy far, far away. And now, from the remnants of Jetta City, it's Rogue One Radio. Are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Hey, what's up, you nerf herders? This is Rogue One Radio, and this is episode number 57. I am uh, part of your host team, Steve Long, and right now we have uh, Spencer with us. He's going to talk some Star Wars visions with us here in a little while. I'm excited to dig into this. So how's your week been, Spencer? One's been good overall. Good deal. Um, not much has been well last week i was on vacation over at panama city down in florida so that was nice nice uh what so do you have family there or what was there another reason um, you head down there just family vacation down there no one actually lives down there or anything we're just my family likes beaches so yeah i actually used to live there um not very long probably less than a year but it's hard to find work during the off season there uh but hopefully uh hopefully dj and nicole will be in with us later on but for now we've got some headlines to talk about uh first one that is up is regarding a comic book movie that is in the works uh, this one may be one you folks haven't really heard too much about, unless you're an extreme comic book geek like some of us. Uh, there was a comic book back in the, I want to say the early 90s is when it started, if I'm right. And it was written by Rob Liefeld. Uh, came out on, uh, on Image Comics. Uh, it was called Profit. And um, apparently there is a film based on that comic book uh, in the works. And um, from the looks of it, it looks like Jake Gyllenhaal has signed on to star in the film. Uh, Now, I remember reading this comic book. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, Not so much. the. Oh, look at there. Hey, Nicole's there. I'm finally here. All right. Yeah, we're just talking over the headlines. Uh, Oh, look, we got RFB in the chat room. Hey, RFB, long time. Cool. Um, So, yeah, this was was an enjoyable comic book. I wasn't so much into the reboot, so just uh, all that much, because they did a reboot kind of later in the late 90s, or maybe that was in the early 2000s. so the comic book is cool, and and um, I kind of like the idea of them doing a movie based off of it. I'm not so sure. Kitty, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm not so sure that I see Jake Gyllenhaal in that role. Um, I, Nicole, are you familiar with a comic book from the 90s called Profit? I am not. Uh, I didn't yeah. start to uh, comic books probably not even six years ago. When yeah. I mean, I went to my first free comic book day and went, oh, where have you been my whole life? Because I also didn't have a local um, comic book store growing up. So I really didn't get that chance. Or I think I might have been into comic books sooner. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable. Even if you were reading comic books then, it is kind of obscure in a way. Do you, do you remember reading it at all, Spencer? I have never heard of this. I was just okay. looking it up, and I don't know this one at all. Okay. It's, it was kind of an obscure one, but uh, it got most of its fame, if you want to call it that, from the fact that Rob Liefeld was the one that, that yeah. did everything on it. Is it a Marvel uh, comic, or is it DC, or just a... It is image comics. Image comics. Well, yeah. And if I remember correctly, it's one of the first comics, one of the first uh, comics that uh, Image put out along with Spawn uh, and a few others. And I'm thinking it was the first one that Rob did for Image Comics. But um, but yeah, it just it wasn't super popular. And I really liked it uh, until they rebooted it in, with a completely new creative team. And I don't even remember when that was, but I remember reading the first issue of the reboot and I was like, eh, no. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of intrigued with why they would pick this to do a movie of. It had to be a fan of that comic that said, hey, let's make a movie out of this. And then... I'm just I'm really interested to know how that pitch went <laughs> with the, with movie companies. So it's yeah, it's a little odd. But whoever so, was must have had must have seen faith in something or saw something that we didn't see or that you didn't see or whatever. So I'm now I'm yeah. kind of curious because you know sometimes it's like somebody else can see the diamond in the rough. Maybe we're maybe we're in for a treat. So yeah. <laughs> So uh, next news piece that is not a rumor, uh, and, and Nicole, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the rumors yet. No. Um, okay, well, let me, uh, let me shoot these over to you. Well, I can't get to them. If I get to them, then I'm kicked out. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, never mind then. I'll, I'll take care of it. Rumor. Um, I saw the thing about Howard the Duck, and that was about it. Okay, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to oh, that in a minute. So okay. uh, the, next, the next one that is not a rumor, and this is actually fairly new because it just popped up on my news feed, or, or at least it's new to me, uh, is that it has been announced that Guardians of the Galaxy has cast the role of Ooh. Adam Warlock. Yeah. Um, it's about flipping time, if you ask yeah. me. I am this. I'm excited for this one. This um, role should have been cast years ago. Yes. <laughs> uh, exactly. Let's not get into that conversation. Um, so the casting is uh, Will Poulter. 
who hey. honestly is not a name I I really I recognize. I do. So okay. I don't know if you saw our chat. I was so excited because I'm like, I'm sure it's the kid. Uh, he was just a teenager, really. Um, in Chronicles of Narnia, Don, uh, Dawn of the Treader. And I'm like, I'm like Diggory, where's DJ? Because DJ would probably be also be, be very uh, big about this. So I'm really excited to see because now this kid is no longer a kid. So I'm really curious as to how he will handle Adam Warlock. But I think it's also really awesome that they're kind of bringing in somebody who's been in movies but hasn't gotten that full chance yet to see if he can bring something new to you know this character so well i think i i reckon i recognize the face but now that you mentioned where he's from yeah i i, I remember him well and he but, has that attitude about him like when if you watch uh the don of the charter he's got an attitude to him and i think that's what adam warlock needs a little bit anyways so i'm really curious to see this kid now, man, you know, all grown up playing Adam Warlock and, you know, giving us some attitude. I'm excited. I can't I, wait. I really think they went the right route with casting a relative unknown in that mm -hmm. role. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. And uh, can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. It, it may for the next movie. Yeah. And then it made me go, wait. Wait, now I gotta think about all these villains again, right? Because now I've got Adam Warlock, and I'm like, one, he should have already been here. How's this yeah. gonna look here? But I, I just, I just okay. hope that they're making this character somebody that's more than just a one-off character. Yes. And so with um, casting it with like a younger actor in this case, mm -hmm. they could very easily make this be somebody that can go on for a while. Right. And so maybe this could lead into like a Warlock, Warlock solo movie or something like that. Ooh, good, good. I like that. Yes, I can see that. That yeah. I think. Oh, absolutely. Okay, what else do we have here? We've got some new Star Wars books coming out. Ooh. Um. And the, <laughs> uh, the first one that I'm showing here is called Shadow of the Sith. And it apparently takes place after Return of the Jedi and is a uh, book that will have Luke Skywalker and Lando Calrissian teaming up. Uh, and it's going to answer some questions about their mission to find Exegol. Mm -hmm. uh, another one is called Star Wars Brotherhood. Um, and that takes place during the Clone Wars and will be uh, kind of uh, on some more stories about uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um, stories of Jedi and Sith is a new middle grade anthology and will have 10 different authors. Neat. So I'm really liking their anthology series like the from a certain point of view. Those Those are good. I hope they kind of are going that same route with this. Um, Could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then Star Wars Padawan by Kirsten White. Uh, says here, depicts Obi-Wan in his early days as a student of Qui-Gon Jinn. Yes! That sounds interesting. So, yeah. Give us more of that. Yeah, so we're getting a lot more Star Wars books uh, that don't have anything to do with the high republic so it's good that we're getting some new content 
for the era that we know. <laughs> um, not to say that more High Republic content is bad because it is certainly not. Uh, it's just good that they're they're looking into uh, the current era, so to speak, as well. Some more well, Star Wars news is. Ask oh, you I know you might have the notes in front of you in regards to the book about um, Lando and uh, Luke. I have a question because did I see that right? That he or read right? He, this is also going to involve Lando and being a dad, or is that a different book? Uh, I'm not really yes. sure. The article that I read yes. didn't say anything about that, but there are multiple articles out there regarding these new books. Of course, everybody's got their two cents worth on okay. that. So, um, I thought I'd that somewhere. In the official, it, it does say so. It does say that. That's what I thought. Okay, okay. So, so I have to say this, you guys. Because I always had a moment at the end of The Rise of Skywalker. He is sitting there, Lando sitting there, and, and uh, what's her name is saying? Oh, y'all help me. It's been a long day. I've been up since like 5 a.m. Uh, um, yes. And I always had this moment of, I wonder if they're trying to tell us that that's father-daughter. Like, even when I saw it the first time, I was just like, could that be her dad? Could they be trying to do that? And yeah. I've always wondered. So when this announcement came, I remember reading it going, I wonder if that's what that was. And they just, there's some things I just keep reading when it comes to these books. And I'm going, are they trying to sh finish or fill in those gaps and give us those adventures that didn't make to the big screen? Yeah, definitely. I think it might be one of them. And I'm, but now it makes me go, shoot, they should have just finished the story in The Rise of Skywalker. They should have just given us another hour and made it really good and just let yeah. us have it. We'll definitely see if that is his girl. It's uh, definitely going to be some interesting reading coming up. Uh, another piece of Star Wars news is in regard to video games. There are some classic Star Wars games coming to the PS4 and the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the games involved are Star Wars Racer, uh, Republic Commando, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, and Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Uh, so these will be coming uh, as bundles. I think the uh, the Racer and Republic Commando are one bundle, and the two Jedi Knight games are another bundle. Um, so, yeah, these are some older Star Wars games uh, that you may or may not have gotten a chance to play. Uh, but now you will if you have a PS4 or a Switch. Uh, those will re be released on November 16th. Just in time for the holidays. Heck yeah. So what do you what do you think of that? Well, where'd Spencer go? Oh. Spencer! Oh no, Spencer! Oh, he's just had to drop for a minute. He'll be back. Uh, well, dang, I was going to ask him because he's the video game expert. Um, so I I've actually not played any of those games. So I'm I'm really interested in uh, getting those loaded up on my PS4 and 
and uh, checking those out. Uh, RFB says that he played racer uh, back in his in uh, sixty four years. Nice. Wow, that's that's taking it back. That is definitely <laughs> taking it back. He going. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think I ever owned an, a Nintendo 64. Uh, Spencer does say that uh, Racer is super fun. So, uh, yeah. So if you've got any uh, any comments about these games, drop them there in, in, the, in the comments on YouTube. And uh, while I'm thinking of YouTube, because I have really bad timing... Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, squash that like button for us. Um, continuing on with some news. Uh, these last two are rumors. Uh, so rumor has it. <laughs> hey, that's my line. Or that's is that right. a doubt? Well, I stole it from you. Um, <laughs> I stole it from Adele, sorry. <laughs> uh, first rumor is regarding Shang-Chi. Um, there is a spinoff series, possibly, um, and it is focusing on the sisters' ten rings. Interesting. Uh, so, okay. if if you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, pause and don't listen to the rest of this headline uh, until you have. But uh, because there's a spoiler. Um, as we saw in the in the mid credit after credit scene, she was sitting on the throne uh, mm -hmm. that her that was uh, ruled by her father. Um, so her she was supposed to dismantle the Ten Rings, uh, but it appears that she's kind of rebooting it and turning it into her own thing. Uh, so I'm assuming that. Um, that is what we're going to get with the spinoff series, if the rumor is correct. Hey, Adam, welcome to the chat. Good to see you, buddy. So, uh, thoughts thoughts about a uh, Shang-Chi spinoff regarding the Ten Rings? I'm curious if they're going to do a series versus a movie, a sequel. Although they said at the end that we're going to get a sequel. Yeah. Uh, or if this is a middle ground between mm -hmm. here and there kind of like they've already been doing you know wandavision falcon and winter soldier and loki they all somehow still are trickling in and tying in with everything else from black widow to shang chi mm -hmm. to, you know it still works into the marvel first i mean can we see like kevin feige's wall because i really want to know like how he keeps <laughs> it all straight like i'm trying to keep it straight and my brain's like I gotta take notes. <laughs> you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see it as a series, and I'd like to see it tie in with the uh, Marjorie stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I yes. That was the one thing when I remember when I went to go see it. I was like, okay, I want to see more, and I want to see, and I could never find, I could never get it connected to Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was like, I feel like I was this close, and it wasn't working. And we need to see more Trevor Slatley. Yes. <laughs> uh, Spencer, what do you think of the the rumor that there's going to be a spinoff of this uh, film? Uh, it, it could be interesting. Uh, it, not something I necessarily care for too much, but it, I, I, I'll take whatever Marvel can give us. I haven't been 
disappointed with anything, but mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I, I'll take it. No, nothing, like I said, I'd really ask for, but I'll watch it. Okay. Could be cool. Like, it, it, depending on how they tackle it, it could be cool. But just yeah. as an idea that I'm just hearing, it's just like, yeah, meh. All right. Uh, next rumor we've got, and this is the last one we have, is um, rumor is that Disney is in the early stages of developing an animated cartoon show uh, about Howard the Duck. Um, the rumor is that they're going to reveal it at their Disney Day event or Disney Plus Day event on November 12th. Um, and the rumor further states that Seth Green will reprise his role as Howard. Um, <laughs> oh, please, please. I want that to be true. <laughs> yeah. This so, quite awesome. <laughs> Howard's definitely one of those. Uh, Underappreciated Marvel characters. Um, yes, give me give me more Howard. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Spencer? I I I just really like how I love his cameos that we've gotten in the MCU, and uh, he's just always just one of those like he's kind of like a Deadpool character almost in a way. Oh, and so but I like him like more than. Deadpool overall, just because, like, I like Deadpool, but I just like how Howard the Duck is more. Like, yeah, I, I just always like the anthropomorphic creatures, and then just having this duck that's just there and then narrates on everything. I, I just love him. And, and especially, like, how he's just, like, the great thing about him and, like, the movies is, like, he's just, like, the, the character that's just, like, the most adultiest out of everybody. Like, you know, like, whenever you see him with the new uh, uh, T'Challa What If?, you know, he's just there at the bar the whole time. Yeah. You know, just like, hey, let me get this drink. So I just I just love yeah. how his character is. And so I'd absolutely love to see a series like this if done right. You know what they need to do? They need to let this be the series where they finally team Marvel up with Star Wars and we get a team <laughs> up of Howard the Duck and Jackson the Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. I'm done with this. I might, be with you. I, I might be with you guys on this one, but I'm not. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I, I would love to have me some Jackson. I would love to see Jackson. Yes. 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 I, I, we need to see some animated Jackson. On wow. That would be Plus. great. Like, yes. Those who don't know who we're talking about, Jackson is a character, you know, obviously in Star Wars, and it's a Star Wars like, character. And he's awesome. Like, like, talk about the next like animated Star Wars show we could get. Like, just like exactly do something with Jackson. That'd be amazing. That's the kind I want. Yes, I we definitely need a Jackson uh TV series on Disney Plus. Uh Miss Kennedy, are you listening? Get on it. Get on it, please. Uh and if it does happen, you heard it here first. Yes. Uh, all right. That's all we've got for news. Um, since we didn't uh, we didn't get to include you in the intro, what's been going on with you this week, Nicole? You know, it's just been a crazy nutty week on my end. Lots lots of family stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to. It was a lot of crazy early morning family stuff. 
Um, but then um, at least got a few hours out with some friends I hadn't seen in a while and hit some apple orchards and have some fun, you know, on an autumn day, rainy autumn day, but it was still fun. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's, yeah, been nutty. <laughs> I'm holding out. How are you guys this past week? Um, been it's, good. Yeah, yeah, it's been a crazy week. Um, <laughs> I, I won't, I won't get too, too much into details. Uh, but yeah, it's been crazy. Um, so, okay. I don't think that we've done a show since. Uh, we did a, we did a, two weeks ago. We did a show because we did, we talked about, um, we were just catching up. How's yeah. everyone doing? Well, we talked about sandwiches, uh, but <laughs> um, did we, did we have a kitty update? Did we? I'm not sure. Well, I mean, if, if, if you don't remember, like, way back in, it feels like way back, uh, way back in August, uh, those of you who watch or listen to the show regularly know that our, our kitty Murphy had to be put down because he was getting old and he would just had a lot of problems. But um, shortly before we had to put him down, we adopted two uh, Maine Coon kitties. Uh, they were a mother and daughter, uh, group, you know, pairing. Uh, so we named them Padme and Leia. Mm -hmm. And um, for the last month or so, Padme had had some some medical issues uh, that turned out to be um, liver problems, mm -hmm. uh, along with a urinary tract infection that just made it worse. And unfortunately, um, a couple weeks ago, we had to put her down. So uh, that was sad. Uh, mm -hmm. So now Leia, uh, you know, uh, we didn't want Leia to be alone. So a um, couple of days after, after Padme's passing, um, we adopted two six-month-old kitten brothers. <laughs> uh, didn't want to split up the brothers, so we adopted them both, and uh, they are definitely kittens. Man, they are they are crazy. Uh, I can attest to this. Is my kitties are only they're about to be five months. Yeah, they they are just nuts. Uh, they're all over the place. They just and they smell. Holy <laughs> cow! Uh, and then. Um, so one of them's name is Max, short for Maximilian. And these are just random names that we came up with. They're not like tied to anything. Uh, but the, the brother's name is Earl. Earl. And he <laughs> is kind of a dark, darker gray. They're both kind of gray and white. Uh, mm -hmm. But Earl is a little bit darker. And the, the idea that I got for naming him was he kind of looked like an Earl Grey tea. Oh, so he can be—he can be actually Sir Earl. Yeah. Because technically, so here's the story. I've actually always thought about having that as a name for for a, a male cat. Anyways, boy cat, because Earl Grey Tea is named after a real Earl. Um, practice oh. with um, oh, what's her name? Not Natalie Portman. Who's the other one? 
I see her in my my Karen Knightley. And oh, so okay. yeah. watch that movie, you will actually can learn more about him. And it, anyway, so he drank Earl Grey, and so that's what it's named after. It's named after him, and that's yeah, very, really cool. That's very cool. We get some tea education. Uh, are you a big tea drinker? You know, I love coffee, but I do love Earl Grey. Earl Grey happens to be one of my favorites. And don't ask me why. I was actually doing research on the movie Duchess is what was happening. And all of a sudden, I was going into the real-life Duchess, and I'm reading about their little love affair thingy that they had going on. And all of a sudden, I'm, like, reading about him, and I'm like, Earl Grey? Oh, he has a tea named after him? And this is way before Fifty Shades ever showed up. <laughs> But here it is. He, yeah, yeah, he has his own tea named after him. Yeah. So I like tea, but yeah, I, I prefer coffee. Um, I'm, speaking, both. I'm both. Speaking of coffee, though, uh, we just recently got a new uh, a new coffee maker that um, doubles. You know, it's got the regular coffee maker with the with the pot, uh, but it also has a, a K cup uh, mm -hmm. dispenser, so I can do you know, brew a whole pot at once, or I can do the K-Cups. So mm -hmm. uh, since we bought it, I've only done the K-Cups, and I've been trying out different types of coffee. Uh, and thus far, haven't found one that I really, really like. Uh, so... Um, it all depends on, like, what you like, what taste palette you like. Like, you know, if you want it more nuttier, chocolatey, or... or you know, they, they do vary. And by the way, the lighter the coffee, the more caffeine. The darker the coffee, sorry. Yeah. It's, it may give you the kapow you want, but in the yeah. long run, the real kapow. Yeah, I'll have to remember that. Um, so <laughs> there's a lot of coffee out there that I like, but with the K-Cup, I haven't really found that magic sauce yet. Um, so far, the one that I've liked the best of the ones we've tried is the Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, but even that was still like, nah, I'm not so sure. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm still, you know, I'm still on the lookout for uh, some good uh, K-Cup coffee. So uh, any yeah, any suggestions, leave a comment. Or, uh, <laughs> or you can hit us up on Twitter by what? following us at Rogue Number One Radio. Radio. Shameless self plug there. Um, so yeah, so let us know if there's any K cup coffee that you enjoy, and I will try it out. If I don't like it, I will uh, lash out at you on public on social media. I have an idea for you. Okay, okay. when it comes to Christmas time, you should get a K cup Advent calendar, so that way you can try coffee every day. That's a very good idea. You're welcome. <laughs> very good. So, like K-Cup coffee aside, uh, what would you say is your favorite, uh, and it can be local or franchise in your area, uh, coffee? Uh, none. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> You're fired. I'm locking you off. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I can't. I can't. <laughs> It's okay to have the wrong opinion. <laughs> well, how do you start your morning? Do you start off with like brewed tea or are you just like water? We're going straight to water. I, I, I don't really like have much in the morning. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. I, my body's weird. I, I, I don't eat or drink any. Well, no, I, I do start off with like chai tea usually. Okay. Just as a little bit, just you know, just mix in like that Star- Starbucks brand within milk. Yes. So it, you, usually just that, and I drink a bit with my medicine. But other than that, I don't mm-hmm. really do anything else. Mm-hmm. So uh, RFB uh, has just suggested there is a podcast out there, a Star Wars podcast called The Resistance Podcast. I- I'm assuming it's a Star Wars podcast because if he's listening to it, it's probably a Star Wars co- podcast. Um, <laughs> but he has a coffee brew, so... Um, yeah, that might be worth checking out if they have a K-Cup option. Um, because if I'm going to brew an entire pot of coffee, I'm not going to experiment. Uh, I'm going to go with what I know works. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in regards to uh, the question that I asked, he actually does have uh, a favorite. It's called 8 O'Clock Coffee. And that's in uh, Western Pennsylvania. Have not heard about that, so it it must be local. Um, Oh, what about you, Nicole? Do you have any local coffee? Not local coffee. I guess I should be trying to go more local. Um, Really, I come down to it. I love my Starbucks blonde veranda. I, Hmm. you know, I just like how... It's lighter, but it's got more caffeine. Lord knows I need it. And then I also have like a really good cinnamon dolce grounds that I really like too. But blonde is where it's at for me. Blonde with the blonde, it works. So Add a little, and I'm very also picky because like I have to have like my Chobani sweet cream. I like to still taste coffee and not taste like, I, I like to taste the actual notes of coffee. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like you. I'm very, very picky about my coffee. And I've gotten way pickier uh, since uh, when I used to live in Seattle. Uh, I got no. way pickier after that. Oh, you know um, it. Mm-hmm. I used, it used to be I didn't mind Starbucks that much. I was like, it's okay. But after living in uh, Seattle for a good, I don't know, 11 years, I just got to the point where I hated Starbucks. <laughs> Um, and because up in Seattle, if, if you're, if you know the area, there is a, uh, one of those drive through coffee spots on like every other corner. It seems like they're just everywhere. They're all local. Uh, some of them are local franchises, but they're, they're all local and their coffee is just, just amazing. So I got really picky about my coffee and there was like two or three spots that I would hit now. Uh, that being said, here in the Oklahoma City area, this whole idea of these drive-through coffee uh, spots has uh, started to develop, and, and I'm assuming that's happened in uh, other areas as well, because you know we're not uh, Oklahoma City's not not really a cultural mecca. Um, so there's a few that have popped up. Uh, one is called Scooters, and and they're they're not too bad. They're, they're probably one of the better ones in the area. Um, I don't drink at Starbucks. My, my daughter, uh, youngest daughter, really likes Starbucks. Um, there's another one that we tried out, uh, I want to say about a month or so ago. It was called Dutch Brothers, which I don't think is a local place. Uh, 
but there is only like one or two of them in the area, but I think it's a franchise from another area. Um, in any case, uh, whether it's local or national franchise or not, it was nasty. It was not any good. It was trash. Uh, and then um, there's a couple other ones that have popped up that I haven't really tried out yet. Uh, but even with all these local little places that have popped up, uh, strangely still my favorite coffee um, to go and buy uh, is uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I just, I like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I don't know what it is. Um, so anyway, I guess that's, uh, that's enough talk about coffee. Uh, so it is time for the main event. Uh, Nicole had to step away for a second. So, um, we are going to be talking about a new, fairly new, uh, Star Wars animated series called Star Wars Visions. Perhaps you've heard of it. Um, so if you're not familiar with it, um, it's a it's an anthology series, uh, kind of anime in nature. Um, it was created for Disney Plus, of course, and it consisted of nine uh, pretty short episodes. So they don't really take up a whole lot of your time to try to get through. Uh, really binging them uh, doesn't necessarily take a whole lot of time. Uh, but it's, uh, as the, as the uh, article that I read about the uh, show goes, uh, it's short films presented through the lens of the world's best anime creators Yep. Offering a new diverse perspective on Star Wars. And they certainly uh, hit the mark on that. Um, it's definitely a different perspective on stuff that, uh, you know, on a universe that we know very well, just kind of from a different point of view. And um, I think... I think this was a, a pretty amazing uh, effort on uh, Disney's part to introduce, I think, people that don't normally watch Star Wars but might watch anime and kind of get them in on the, uh, in on the Star Wars game too. Um, I have no idea about that aspect of it but i know for sure if you look at it the other way around i see a fair amount of people that aren't really anime watchers but since it's star wars they, they watch it yeah i think it can go both ways but definitely uh another kitty shot yeah that's how now everyone gets to see a little bit of an update i can't wait to see your kitties though I, all right yeah they're not in here usually they come in here and bother me but um, we're jumping into visions, correct? Yeah, we're talking visions. Yep. So, uh, I made a comment that this is something that I think can bring people that don't normally watch Star Wars or or don't get into Star Wars too much, uh, 
specifically fans of anime okay. uh, that might introduce them to the universe. And, and mm -hmm. as Spencer said, kind of vice versa. Oh, uh, I agree with on this one. I, I'm not a big anime fan. And even this was topsy-turvy for me in some ways. And I mean, yes, agreed to both. Cool. Um, so, oh, we've got another uh, addition in the chat room. Extra Techie is with us. How's it going, Extra Techie? Thanks for joining us in the chat room. Um, okay, well, uh, let's move into some of the episodes. Uh, let's kind of do, a, I guess we can do kind of an episode by episode synopsis. Uh, I guess and, that makes the most sense. And yeah. then discuss our thoughts on each episode. Just kind of go Sounds one by good. one. Uh, so the first one is called The Duel. Uh, it was written by Takashi. I'm going to butcher these names, so I really apologize. Uh, <laughs> oh, Takashi Ozaki. Okay, okay. Wait, where do you find these names at? I could probably bring them up and maybe help pronounce. <laughs> uh, sure. Let me. Uh, I'm. I'm actually just looking at the Wikipedia article. Okay. Okay. That sounds uh, good. I'll bring that up. But, but for the synopsis, I'm. I'm kind of looking in a, a couple of different places. Gotcha. Um, and then the director is Takanobu Mizuno. Uh, and again, sorry if I'm butchering that. Um, <laughs> but this was the first one, and it's um, set. Uh, uh, it's kind of an alternative history uh, Star Wars story uh, in, in that it's not set in, in the normal timeline. It's kind of its own, uh, well, its own perspective on the Star Wars universe. Right. Uh, takes place after a war between the feudal Jedi Empire and a renegade Jedi sect called the Sith. Uh so it focuses on a Ronin type character uh, and anyone who knows Japanese culture or anime knows what a Ronin mm -hmm. is. It's, uh, it's essentially a samurai that doesn't have a master or doesn't have a Lord, I guess would be the better way to describe it. Um, so he, uh, these bandits show up at this village and the Ronin fights them. Uh, and then a uh, dark lord of the Sith shows up with this really gnarly looking lightsaber. Um, and, um, and the Ronin and his, uh, his droid um, basically fights this, this, uh, this bandit leader and um, Ends up killing the uh, killing the Dark Lord of the Sith by setting the trap for them. Um, so uh, interesting notes here about the casting, the voice casting for this episode. Um, the English version of the Ronin character was done by uh, uh, well, he's not actually English. Um, but, uh, his name is Brian T and, um, he is known for doing, um, I'm not really sure if he's done, he was in, he was in the movie, the Wolverine, 
and he was in uh, Jurassic World. Uh, anyway, his name is uh, is Brian T. Uh, did the voice of Ronan and the voice of the bandit leader, who's the Dark Lord of the Sith, was done by Lucy Liu, who mm -hmm. is a very familiar name. That is a um, So what were your overall thoughts of this episode? Uh, let's start with Nicole. Okay, so first episode, right? Cool. Yes. Okay, cool. My favorite. It was my favorite. And I, I have to point out a few things real quick, and these are a couple of reasons why. One, very different. One, I'm not a big, I admit it, I'm not a big anime person because I really did enjoy the different artistries. That's what I really overall tried to do. But this particular one, when it began, I was thinking, oh my gosh, Mandalorian season two, Ahsoka, right? I mean, because you get this Western samurai feel and that's what it actually gave me the vibes of. And I really loved it. And then during the duel, he says, I am no, I'm not a Jedi. And I'm like, ah, oh, Ahsoka would say that. That is something so Ahsoka. Um, so I did, this was my favorite black and white, very unique, beautiful in the artistry. Um, I like, this was my, this was my favorite. And, um, that's my overall feel about the first one. Um, really awesome. I didn't done well. So, but a couple things that I picked up. So what about you guys? What about you, Spencer? Yeah. Uh well, I'm pretty much going to echo what you just said. It was my favorite episode as well. I thought it was absolutely like amazing. The uh, I, the animation with it is just so unique. Like we haven't seen anything like that really mm -hmm. ever before, and so just and seeing how the, they use color with it too, with like special mm -hmm. blaster shots and lightsabers and whatever other few effects were. It was just really cool how it all tied in together, and I'm really cool, glad that this uh, story is actually getting continued. And the novel just came out today, Star Wars mm -hmm. Ruin It. And so I'm excited right. to check that out. So I have to echo one more thing that you just said, though. Well, I'm glad that they did bring us out a novel. So I'm kind of hoping we'll get more. And I'll so, be honest, I did not know how this was going to be set up. I was like, when we got to number two, I wanted more. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, Right. So th uh, this novel is, it, <laughs> it, the beginning of the novel is the episode, pretty much. Oh, wow. And so it's just going to be continuing this story that we just saw introduced. And so I, I'm really excited to see it. Right. Continue. Then I wonder if there, if, if the one will get its own spinoff, because sorry, I, if, if I'm going to pick out a one out of all of them, it's this one. Mm -hmm. and, or if they will, I don't know. I want like a With mini, the, you know what I mean? Like give us right. like a good four mini series or six mini series of, I mean, Again, I loved it. It was my favorite one, and maybe, I the other one. So, yeah. So, like, maybe this could be set up as like a good book series. Maybe it's a one-off. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Um, right. I'm getting my copy tomorrow, so I'll be spending the next week or two reading through it. Yeah. But uh, I had a thought, and it just escaped me. Anyway, <laughs> I hate when that happens. Um. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. This is this was my favorite episode. Uh, of the of the series um i loved the artwork mm. it was so great 
the story was very engaging. It, it, like you guys, I, I want more. I can't wait to read that novel. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I hope that they let this creator uh, make some more and we get a we get a Ronin Star Wars Disney Plus series. Okay. Um, I would love to see that. It was it was great. It was by far my favorite wow. uh, of the series. For sure. D depending on how the uh, novel plays out, um, I might just be okay if it just turns into a book series and focus like let another one of the visions things get us its own series. Um, there's one I there's another one I'd love to see it being continued on with. So whenever we reach that point, mm -hmm. I'll say which one it is. But another thing that would be cool is what about a uh, a new comic book series? What what could be really cool is if they figured out like one of the uh, shorts to continue off of and like actually hire like a manga studio or something like that. Yeah, that'd be a really cool way to continue off one of them. But I have to I have to add though this this is as much as I'd want to see in comic book form. I want to keep that beautiful artistry. Right. That, yeah. You know, again, when it started, when it began, all I was thinking about was the Mandalorian season two with the Ahsoka right. episode and that feeling, that excitement. And I'm like, oh, I'm here for this. And then, of course, mm -hmm. you, we, you know, you look at all the beautiful art from the, you know, the gallery for the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. The art is beautiful, and I yeah. think that's what really captured me the most. Well, even overall through the whole series, no matter if I liked the actual episode or not. I mean, I always liked the yeah. art, but this one just had it all. Just everything was wrapped up, pretty bow. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it, it it really blended the whole Japanese influence into it like really well. Like probably the best too, oh, it, especially for us people that's usually not as much into anime. Like I, I watch it very casually. So mm -hmm. like it's not something new to me, but like I do know of some of it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's just like really cool how they had in so many like just culture aspects into each of these episodes, and this one just the whole aspect of the Ronin was just mm -hmm. really neat to see. Very cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Everything I know about anime. Um, well, I wouldn't say everything I know about it, but most of what I know. But anime, I'm getting through uh, my youngest daughter, who is a, a huge anime fan. Has she watched the series? Um, I've tried to get her to sit down and watch it. She she kind of glanced at it, and she said it looked cool, but she's got other stuff she wants to watch right now. So. <laughs> I'm curious, from her perspective, as somebody who likes anime, not right. like new eyes here, where I'm like, okay, I, the closest thing I've had was maybe Sailor Moon from like the 90s. <laughs> Um, let me be honest. This is true here. Um, so I'm curious though, for somebody who already is into anime and what, or in, and from a younger point of view, what she thinks. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so the next episode, uh, was, sorry. I'm sorry. Did you, were you going I to say something? Start laughing as soon as you said it. I'm just like, Oh, here we go. Tatooine Rhapsody. Uh, so this one takes place uh, during uh, the the Galactic Empire uh, after the Clone Wars, and um, it's about a uh, it's about a rock band um, that the bass player is a hut who gets uh, captured 
by Boba Fett and taken to Jabba the Hutt, uh, who wants to kill him. And apparently he's um, he's related somehow to Jabba. And the other members of the band go to rescue him, and they uh, they convince Jabba the Hutt to let them play one last song as a band before his execution. And the uh, audience at the execution, uh, they get over so well with the audience that uh, Jabba uh, decides to spare them. Um <laughs> So a couple of notes here. The uh, the main character, whose name is Jay, he's the singer for the band. Um, he's actually a Jedi, a former Jedi Padawan. He is, uh, the English version uh, of him is voice casted by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Oh, that is a very well known. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. The, uh, and the part of Boba Fett in the show um is our very well-known Tamara Morrison. <laughs> so, that's um, awesome. All right. So that's, uh, that's the synopsis of that one. Uh, Spencer, thoughts overall on this episode? I thought it was a really fun episode. Um, <laughs> like, it, it, it was just fun because it was, it, it, it's just Star Wars from a completely different point of view, and it's just all musical related and, and I just like the feel that it brought on with it overall. And, and it is, a, and it also incorporated like the actual star Wars aspects. Well, because like, as far as like the, the plot synopsis, just, you just said, you, you know, like that's completely something that job of the Hutt would probably do. And, mm -hmm. and um, I, I guess the only kind of weird thing is kind of like their interpretation of Boba Fett. That, that was kind of a little weird having, seeing him a little, short mm -hmm. but it's also kind of funny to just see him like dance there for a little bit too just mm -hmm. bobbing his head <laughs> but um yeah overall that was a fun episode it's one i want to rewatch. um whenever i first watched through these um i binged them all uh in dub but i'm gonna slowly go back through and rewatch them in the sub so i want to see how the music compares mm -hmm. um i've heard it's much better in the sub so i'm excited to check it out again sometime very nice. Um, Nicole, what do you think of it? Okay, I gotta say it. I gotta, I, I have to talk. <laughs> Let me vent for a few minutes. And if you're listening, I'm sure somebody else has already seen this elephant in the room, and I'm sure you've already heard me talk about this, okay? It's called, again, Tattooing Rhapsody. It's about a rock band. Let's go back to the 1980s, shall we? There is a very well-known band named Queen. And at one particular time, Freddie Mercury, it came out, live concert, Flash Gordon shirt on, on Darth Vader's shoulders. Note, he actually had, they actually got hit with a copyright, okay, lawsuit. He had, a, he actually couldn't do it anymore. George Lucas didn't like it, so he got rid of it. And of course, the song, you know, he's like, I don't like Star Wars. That's not true. If you know anything about Brian May or anything about the real band, they actually do like Star Wars. But then, of course, the next time he came out on Superman's shoulders instead, you know, like, well, fine, you don't want to do our Darth Vader, that's fine, we'll do, I'll do Superman here. But so when when I saw this title, I'm like, excuse me? Wait, hold up. Y'all wouldn't even, he, he got hit, they got hit with a, a copyright issue on 
Um, <laughs> writing on Darth Vader's shoulders. And here we are, a band and Rhapsody. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I kind of go, I, I, I remember watching it first time. And again, this was not my favorite episode, but I mean, it was fun. It was cute for what it was. But I, my brain could not get off of it. And I'm like, okay, I want to talk to whoever created this one. I want to know the artist. I want to know. <laughs> I want to ask them very directly Were you doing this to let George Lucas know that you like Queen? Was this a slap in the face towards Queen because of that? Like, I just want to know because I'm like, I'm sorry, but I see the connection and now I want to know. I'm not, they're probably never going to get the answer. But that's really I, interesting you bring that up because it's like, we're, these are all Japanese studio made, right? And so they all right. had very free influence. And so mm -hmm. it's like, the, I, my, my mind kind of approaches this kind of idea like one of two ways. So the first mm -hmm. way is like, maybe they do know a bit of this like fun tidbit information and maybe they did intentionally do something like this I as a nod to it. Or had. maybe like, or maybe the American side of things was like, you know what, we're just going to, this is going to be the English version of the title. <laughs> well not just the title but then we also see that it's a band and it's all it's right. all it's an all male group and of course queen is all male so i i just kind of it it really did one two and i was just like hey now what are you trying to get at like again it's copyright wise i'm like going so queen's probably not going to do what george lucas did to them back then but <laughs> You know, I'm just curious. Right. I'm just curious. So, and, and yeah, I mean, cute, but not my favorite. But yeah, yeah, it was it was a fun story. Um, it's definitely not the highlight of the series, uh, but it was, yeah, it was fun to watch. It was just it was just this phone loan little thing. Yeah, kind of silly. Right, yeah. like I, I enjoyed the music we got with it. I, I, I you know, it's just fun, little different Star Wars thing. It's a neat little experiment. We'll put it that way. As a lot of these episodes are, it was a yeah. neat own little experiment. I like how you put that. That is a great way to look at visions. It's a great. Each one's a great little experiment. I like that. That works. Cool. Um. All right. So. Our next oh. one, number three. Uh, before before you carry on, Rural just brought up an interesting point here um, about the episode. Uh, so yeah, the, the song and the story had more to do with the Ramones than Queen. Give a watch uh, to the behind the scenes. I don't know if you know, but each episode has a behind the scenes little tidbit on Disney Plus and the extras on Visions. Like each one's like three to five minutes or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Good. So I, I I need to watch those, but I know there's like extras, to, little behind the scenes to everyone. So right, those well, would probably be really fun to go through and watch as well. I didn't watch any. I didn't even know they were there. Yeah. Well, that was a good <laughs> Thank you, RFB. And and but again, I get the thing with the rounds because they said it, but I don't know. I guess it just it's maybe it's just two coincidences that that happen to be more towards Queen than again. I'll I'll watch it because I get it. Maybe maybe it's to both. Or maybe they said one and really meant another because they knew that bad blood. Who knows? <laughs> All right. I don't know. 
Um, okay, so our our third episode uh, was the twins, um, which takes place uh, post Return of the Jedi, and uh, so it's about these two twins that, uh, as the name suggests, that um, were biologically created or or genetically engineered uh anyway these two twins uh are created um by remnant you know imperial remnants and uh they're trained in the dark side of the force um and then there is this new like dual star destroyer thing it's kind of weird <laughs> um and so the uh the twins are basically the leaders of this this uh, the Star Destroyer, and they're going to use this this new Star Destroyer that they've been building to destroy the New Republic. Uh, but then the male twin uh, steals the Kyber crystal that powers the weapon, and uh, of course is confronted by the sister, and they they fight. And uh, then the uh, the crystal split in half, and the, uh, the the sister uses it to power this like suit thing, and uh, the the male is somehow able to destroy the uh, her half of the crystal, and then he uh, crash lands on Tatooine. So, um, casting-wise, the brother, whose name was Carr or Carre, I, I can't remember how to pronounce it. I guess I don't remember. It's been a couple weeks since I've watched that episode. Uh, that was voiced by Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, I didn't know that. And the sister was voiced by Allison Bree who the name sounds really familiar, but I can't remember where she is from. Um, so, uh, overall thoughts on this one, Nicole, start with you. Okay, I have to bring this up because I just have to, of course, per usual. Oh, I was trying to look it up to make sure. If I'm going to get a car, okay, beyond a car, I want... This one, okay. This one. <laughs> I love this book. It's by Kevin uh, Schnick, and it's called The Force Collector, and it actually is about cars. It's who is a teenager. Uh, I've never heard I know of it. That's not twin, and I don't know. I just think when I remember hearing the name Car, and I'm going, wait a minute. I want this, and I mean, I liked twins again. Most of these other ones, I mean, I like them. I like their artistry. Um, this one. It's just they're I'm still trying to process it. Let me put it this way. They're just different. They're unique. Um I watched them like the first time I was like I was like Spencer, I, I binged them. And then, then today I was, you know, kind of trying to rewatch them and stuff to get ready for tonight. And uh, you know, it's they're, they're different, they're interesting and uh, I don't know. I'm and also, I think the other thing with twins is, is I think they also set themselves up against Luke and Leia. I think they really set themselves up. And I, 
you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a, like, it's hard. Then you want to compare and it's a yes and a no for me on this one. It's like, yes, I kind of liked it because it was really cool in artistry, but storyline, I'm not, I wasn't fully encompassed. And that, because I kept trying to compare them to Luke and Leia, I'm reminding myself to stop comparing them to Luke and Leia. <laughs> yeah. I'm awful, I know. <laughs> like, it's just where I'm at. Spencer, what did you think? Because I right, don't so know. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm also so notice each episode of Visions has like a some sort of Star Wars like theme or idea invested deep into it. Right. So I kind of noticed the one with this one is like Star Wars has always kind of had a thing with twins or something with yeah. twos, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like even with Sith history, you have your roll of two or there's a Luke and Leia like you were just talking about. They always mm -hmm. focus on these twin relationships. So I think it was really hitting hard on that fact of the twin relationships in this episode. Um, and I, I thought that was just a neat idea that they were going for. Um, however, uh, I, I thought it was just another fun episode because overall it was just fun, wacky lightsaber battles. That's just like, what the crap? This is crazy, but it's fun at the same time. Uh, but um yeah it, it was good it, it, there's got definitely a little some weird story points involved mm -hmm. um, like you know like why is there an x-wing in the hangar that they didn't see <laughs> right um, I don't, I, that's probably my biggest issue it, it's just like from a story standpoint that makes no sense how you can just have this x-wing in the hangar and not see it um but other than that yeah um Despite that uh, kind of, we can just call it a plot hole. But, uh, and there's the whole breathing in space. But that didn't bother me as much since the action was really crazy too. Yeah. Um, of the rest of the episodes that we had in this series, um, this one actually for me ranked pretty high. Um, I, oh, I, did I did I rank all the? I, I don't remember. Well, no, I, I mean, we didn't actually rank them, right? I know uh, what you mean. But as far as compared to the others, I, I like. I mean, I liked it a lot better than Tatooine Rhapsody. Um, from a for, mostly from a story standpoint, I just thought the story was interesting. Um, I liked the this idea of uh, genetically engineered. Uh, Sith, you you know, uh, uh, Force users. Um, you know, there there were other ones that I would rank higher, um, but there's there's quite a few more that I would rank lower. I, I really enjoyed this mm -hmm. one, and um, I this is another one I actually would not mind seeing. Not only. Uh, a continuation of, but even maybe a prequel. Uh, Could be interesting. Like, like the, these kids growing up and how they came to be to the point that they are. And, and they could do both if they did a continuation. Mm -hmm. They just do it in flashbacks. Uh, this but could yeah, be. I liked it. This could be one that would actually work really well with, uh, like, in a comic or something like that. I agree. Um, I, I just like it's comment, its art style would be really easy to bring over. Mm -hmm. um, it's wacky action makes it really easy for something in a comic. 
you know, something that comics already do a lot of the time is just crazy action. And so I could very easily see this being something that could be in comic form. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe that would even also help with like their storytelling too, to get all those details in there. Yeah. So I like that idea of a comic book for this one. That's a good yeah. idea. Definitely. Um, episode number four was The Village Bride. Uh, so this is um, post-Clone Wars. And there is a fallen Jedi uh, on this, this, uh, this planet. And uh, there's, uh, there's some bandits that have reprogrammed uh, separatist battle droids and are, are basically holding uh, a village under siege. Uh, and then you've got the village chief's daughter, uh, who's the village bride, I guess, and uh, her fiancé are... Uh, they go to surrender themselves to the bandits and uh, the, the, uh, the chief's daughter... Uh, has a sister and she doesn't want to surrender. She wants to fight the bandits. And, um, and then, so the, uh, the sister, the sister who is the, uh, the bride, I guess her name is Haru and her sister is Saku. Uh, and then trying to read my notes on my, my synopsis here. Um, they're going, they're about to execute, uh, Saku, the bandits are, they, they captured her and they get ready to execute her. But then this, this fallen Jedi shows up and, uh, and kills all the bandits and then leaves the planet. Um, it's, it's very, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, the voice casting, uh, the character whose name is F is the is the fallen Jedi um, is cast uh, the voice cast is Karen Fukuhara who actually played Katana in the Suicide Squad movie. Um, Haru is played by a Nicole Sakura. I don't I don't know that name actually. Um, so I'm not sure who that is. Um, there's another character named Asu. I think that's the fiance, um, voice casted by, uh, Christopher Sean. And I think he's a soap opera actor. Um, and then I don't think there's any other big names in here that I know. But uh, so this was episode number four, the Village Bride. Uh, what were your thoughts, Spencer? Um, well, this is probably one of like the weaker episodes for me. Um, I I saw a lot of people. I know a lot of people really like this episode, and like I like I want to give the series, like I said, a whole other shot just so I could give each episode like a better chance individually. Because I I feel like watching all the episodes back to back. It, it kind of hurts some of the episodes 
that way, mm -hmm. especially with this episode being a really slow episode. It just came off of something really action packed. Well, I mean, the first three were all really action packed, really. Yeah. And so, um, but as far as that goes, overall, I mean, it wasn't bad. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just found a lot of it just like very slow and it didn't like grab me. Uh, but it had, but um, what, but with how to, did the whole tie-in with the Clone Wars and had the battle droids. I thought that was really neat. And the final, and I remember at the end, whenever like that one, one of the characters revealed themselves as like, oh my gosh, that, that was a really cool moment. So I remember the ending being really cool, but I just remember like a lot of the beginning of it, I just couldn't get into. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a hard time getting into this one too. Um I don't necessarily think it was the worst episode, but it was it was no. definitely like you said one of the weaker ones, and it was just yeah, just generally hard to enjoy, I guess. Uh, what do you think, Nicole? I'm I'm gonna echo both of you. I I had a hard time getting into it. Um, real quick though, the the style, the artistry though mm. of beautiful i have to say it's absolutely amazing I, I thought right i thought the artistry in itself was beautiful which i think is what actually kept me in tune with right. this episode the storyline i don't know i felt like it needed to be cleaned up or more i don't know something more something right something just felt amiss or it was like almost too much trying to do too much and they really need to to simplify it and to match the beautiful artistry that was already on the screen. The story needed to match up, and it wasn't matching up for me. So it was like I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful! This is so nice!" And but then I'm like marveling at all the artwork, but I'm not. I I wasn't engaging in the storyline because I was getting like, I'm "Like, okay, this this makes sense. This doesn't make sense. This makes sense. This doesn't make sense. Why is this with this?" And it, it's, yeah. Yeah, it was overall uh, it was just kind of a messy episode. Right. Just they they I wish they would just would have went back and reworked mm -hmm. it just a little bit more or that original editor would have been like, "Let's clean this up. Let's, you know, maybe less dialogue or less this and have it I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was good uh, at the time it just what they had its yeah. moments of not so good. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to the fifth episode um, called The Ninth Jedi. And um, so we've got the, um, I want to say that this is probably uh, Galactic Empire era, if anything. Yes, something um, like that. So there's a uh, there's a Jedi uh, called Juro that rules this planet, and uh, I don't remember recall the planet's name, but he invites these Jedi uh, to his temple, and uh, he wants to give them all lightsabers. And at this point in time, lightsabers are basically extinct. Um, and then there's a, a character, uh, Ethan, I think was the name, um, that uh, 
Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, so, okay, well, let's let's move on here. There's these there are these uh, these guys these, these uh, bounty hunters, I guess you can call them, uh, working for the Sith, um, and they want to capture the guy who's making these lightsabers, and um, it turns out that these these six Jedi. Uh, that there's these, there's these six, is it six or seven? There's okay, so there's these Jedi that are uh wandering around with this character, this Jedi named Ethan, and it turns out that they're uh, actually Sith who killed some Jedi, killed, killed the Jedi that were invited by this guy Juro to come to the planet and get these lightsabers. Um, they these Sith uh characters killed killed the Jedi and then they came uh kind of posing as them so that they could kill him as well um and then um and then they have this fight with these Sith and it turns out that one of these Sith characters is actually a friend of Juro's uh, that was corrupted by the dark side and is he turns back to the light and joins these uh, these Jedi ruled by well ruled uh, kind of mentored I guess by Juro and uh, I, I actually don't remember how it ends it's uh, I just remember they fought and big they had, cliffhanger. I just remember as a huge cliffhanger. That's why I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah. because it was just like it just kind of ended, and you're mm-hmm. like, "What? Wait, what? what? What happened here?" Um, so as far as voice casting, I don't recognize any of these names. Um, well, something that is big with this episode is I don't remember the name of the studio that made it, but it's from the studio that made uh, the famous a- anime movie Akira. Right, uh, uh, production, uh, was it production IG? Something like that, yeah. That sounds yeah. right. Uh, you know, they actually, uh, if I am remembering correctly, I think they also did Ghost in the Shell. I think you might be right about that one. I need to look that up. Um, It seems it seems like that was uh, something that they did. Uh, so ninth Jedi, um, Nicole, what what were your thoughts? I like again. I, I know I'm going to be old. I'm going to be boring, but the artistry again, different. I like how that each one took a different different approach and style to. You know, it wasn't just like. I don't know to, to, you know, to animation, to cartooning, to however you want to call it. I wish I knew every single type of artistry that was brought to each of these. Cause it, that was really interesting. Again, that is what really ha- should probably pull me in on each of them was the different styles. Um, because it's really, it is different from the last one, which is like almost it's bright and da 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 da. And this is more mm-hmm. shadowy and below. It's, it's, I liked that. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't like that ending because I'm like, wait, what? Eh? I, can you finish? You know, can we go two more minutes? You know, it's like, I, so maybe we'll, maybe we're going to get a season two of visions and that's where we're going to get that answer. But it would have been nice to have gotten that to finish it. I didn't, not knowing what was going to happen. Although I definitely liked the concept to the storyline. I did like the concept and the idea of, um, you know, discovering and, you know, the lightsabers and things like that. So what about you guys? What about you, Steve? What do you think, uh, uh, actually, Spencer? I love this one. This is actually my second favorite one. Okay. Uh, there, there's just so many cool things I thought it did. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, I, I, like, I think just the pacing overall was really well done as far as just bringing its whole plot along. Uh, like, like there's just so the whole thing with the lightsaber was cool because you saw the main character's lightsaber being like, like, you know, this different interpretation of a lightsaber of where this person is not determined if they're necessarily light or dark. And so that came, you know, it, it, it led to a really cool reveal at the end of being, Oh, it's a good character. And the turned green all of a sudden. And that's also what really made the whole like evil Sith reveal. Oh, they're all bad. Now, uh, a really good reveal too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just overall, I thought it was a really good episode. I guess the only thing is just like, it, it just left me wanting more just cause it was really good. Yeah, I may I may have to watch this one again because I just remember like just being so confused with it. Uh and and especially with the ending, it was just like, okay, is that like this kind of non ending? Like what, right. what just happened? Yeah. What just happened here? I don't it, it I left don't me and just wanting to yeah, it yeah, just left me it. and wanting to be like, all right, give me more. I, I want more of this. Yeah. This is the one that, this is the other one that I really want continued. So I'm glad that my favorite of the duel is getting continued in the novel that just came out. This is the other one that I really want to see get continued. Yeah. I'll have to check this one out again. Um, but I, I don't really have much to say about it because it was just kind of confusing. Um, and being, it was, uh, Yeah, I don't know. It was just it just seemed kind of disconnected to me. But again, I'll I'll watch it again and, and see if it makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh the next one, which is uh episode number six, was uh T Zero B one. Toby. Toby. So another one that takes place after the Clone Wars. Uh this is Toby is a droid. Uh and his creator is Professor Mitaka. And this is a droid who actually wants to become a Jedi Knight. Uh, so the professor tells him uh, he needs to find a kyber crystal so he can make a lightsaber. And uh, Toby looks around, can't find anything. and um, uh, But he does end up finding um, a ship. And he, during the course of, of looking at the ship, he accidentally uh, sends kind of a, like a distress beacon or, or a homing beacon or something like that, that uh, alerts a Sith Inquisitor. Um, and then we find out that uh, 
Professor Mataka is actually a former Jedi in hiding. And um, Toby um, finds that uh, his his uh, creator, uh, Mataka, uh, his lab has been destroyed and he has been killed. And Toby continues to uh, try to look for this lightsaber. Uh, or, or has he already found it by this point? But during during the course after after Mataka dies, he uh, comes uh, kind of gets confronted by the the Inquisitor, and uh, it, as it turns out that Toby is actually powered uh, by a Kyber crystal. And he was specifically created and designed to be able to use the Force. And uh, he and the Inquisitor get in a duel, and Toby wins, and uh, then he leaves the planet to kind of go go off exploring. Um, another one that uh, the, the names... On this one, don't uh, are not familiar to me, um, but uh, Spencer, what do you think of this one? So there's a couple episodes going into this uh, series that I just like, like I knew of what each one was, and there's just some that I'm like, eh, I don't really care for it. Um, and this was being one of those big two, and so. But ended up catching me like really off guard because I ended up really liking this one overall. Um, I just thought it was super cute and fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, just I don't. It's just a super cute story of just seeing this like Star Wars Astro Boy, which mm -hmm. I didn't think that could work. That but it was does. The, that was the first thing I thought of when I first saw this episode. I was like. This has a strong Astro Boy vibe, right? It's it, like, and I, in my opinion, it worked. And I, like, I don't. I thought it was just a really good small scale story there. Just yeah. having this, I don't know. Just like it was just whole cute this whole time having this like father mm -hmm. and son relationship, kind of like um, mm -hmm. Pinocchio, you know? Yeah, kind of kind of same vibes like that. So I I just sure. thought it was really cool. And then the whole way that they tied in like the uh, history as well on the wall, I thought that was really cool. Um, and and, oh, and then right, just because right. like yeah, and then it like I don't know, it built up those emotions well to where like whatever you found out, the father died. I was like, oh, and then yeah, and, and then the action at the end was just a really good payoff as well. Um, and seeing that Inquisitor beat and left a good open ending of him just leaving off to explore like he wanted to. Yeah. So I I really like this one. Yeah, yeah, I thought this was a good episode. Um, I, I will say that this would be this is a good standalone. I don't I don't think it's really necessary to see any more of the story. Um, but saying that, if they did decide to continue Toby's story, um, I'd still watch it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Great. Well, Nicole, what what did you think of it? I'm echoing both of you guys. This was a super cute I, um, episode of Envisions. I liked it. 
anybody who knows me knows I love droids. So I was excited. I love how Spencer, you call him Astro Boy. I'm like, that's it. That, that <laughs> yes. should be his name, Astro Boy. Yeah. Um, and it, it was an interesting take also on the Force because I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. that he was given this opportunity to yeah. use the Force without actually having to feel the Force. Um, yeah. Although because he would feel the crystal that would make him feel the force um but again really cute episode in, in some ways this almost reminded me of pixar when they did their shorts you know what i mean when you watch uh, it this one kind of gave me a little bit of that little bit of that feeling just a little bit a little smidgen and i I, I liked it i liked the storyline i liked again how they he used the force and if we got another one until I'd watch it. If we don't, I'm not going to be mad about it. Yeah. Um, That's exactly. It, I'd rather it be one and done and a really good one than right. them do a second one and it stink because <laughs> it was really cute and yeah, you know, easy to also understand and every you know storylines were really good. So yeah. There wasn't really a whole lot of left in interpretation on this one. It was it was pretty easy to to get through. Mm -hmm. um, Going to a point that you just made though was uh, you're talking about how there, there's the whole thing of like the force being in like a a robot, right? right. Pretty essentially is what this is. Um, this would have been something that like I'm glad it was just a one and done. Mm -hmm. I guess I guess that you could call these visions episodes like Elseworld stories. And so I was like, this wouldn't be something like I'd want to see in main canon just because like, I don't think it fits with what we have established with what, how we know the force works, right. but given to have the, this opportunity to tell stories that can interpret star Wars differently. I think it was just a really awesome way to be able to tell this story that was good, but wouldn't work at all under like the regular canon. Like I think some of the other stories sure. could have been, easily mingled with and could fit canon at least decently so but yeah all right uh so that brings us to the seventh episode of the series and uh this one was called the elder and this takes place uh in a timeline that's kind of not necessarily canon anyway. Uh, right. in, in some ways it is, but it depends on your interpretation yeah. of the uh, story of Darth Bane. Um, so it's basically the, uh, the story of how uh, the Sith are thought to be extinct. And uh, you've got this, this uh, Jedi uh, master and his Padawan, who are exploring the galaxy and they sense this disturbance on this planet and, uh, and go there and they run into this, this uh, older guy uh, who turns out that he is, uh, he's a former Sith and uh, left the, left the order prior to its falling apart. Um, and this elder actually, uh, gets, gets into a fight with the Padawan, whose name is Dan, uh, and wounds him. Doesn't kill him, but he wounds him. Uh, and then they, uh, he ends up getting into a. After that, he gets into a fight with the with the master, uh, 
who actually ends up killing him. And this Sith uh, actually decomposes. Um, and then his, uh, his starship explodes. Um, and then uh, the, the master, whose name is Taijin, and his Padawan, Dan, um, leave this village. And then um, he, they have this, this it kind of ends with them having this discussion about um, how you don't end up like the, the, the Sith uh, character, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole, what do you think of this episode? Okay, I have to, I don't know about you guys, but I had a moment when I first started watching this. Again, we talked about this earlier. Like, the first one reminded me of The Mandalorian with Ahsoka. This one, for some odd reason, it's going to be interesting, kind of made me remember The Light of the Jedi with the High Republic. In fact, I kind of almost was like, can they take the High Republic and can we do this together? Because in the High Republic, they kind of, they have a, a similar storyline, you know, they feel something in the force and they're going together and the master's helping the Padawan. And um, it kind of reminded me of that. And of course it also reminded me a little bit of master and the apprentice too. Um, yeah. But I did, I had a moment where I was just like, could they go this route a little bit with the High Republic? Um, that again is a totally separate note. You know, it's a good, it was a good episode. Again, not my least favorite, not my favorite. Um, you know, it's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I on this one because my my more thing is like, man, can they take that and create the the High Republic? Because I did. I actually had a moment where I did. I was wondering, like, could they do this with the High Republic? So. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up Master and Apprentice uh, yeah. because similar, similarly, uh, however, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I could, I could have seen this having been a story uh, about Obi Wan and Anakin. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I liked it. Um. It was another one of my more highly ranked episodes. Um, I, I enjoyed it because I, I liked the story and um, I was intrigued by the artwork style in this mm-hmm. one. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. Um, but yeah, this was, this was uh, I wouldn't say my favorite because the duel is my favorite, but I would say it's a favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of the series what what did you think about it um spencer well I, okay this is another one that i really want to go back and rewatch because whenever i watched it I, I i just couldn't get into it like at all like i mm-hmm. think just as current rankings are just it'll probably change once i rewatch everything it's probably just like <laughs> how my le- my least favorite one at the moment like i just i just could not get into it i don't know why um mm-hmm. but like it, it, it had a lot of good pieces going on with it like like i like the whole um the, the whole um just they, they played the master and padawan good uh i, I don't know J- just some of the parts just didn't work out for me but i i definitely gonna give it another shot and maybe i'll like it more because this is like one of those episodes i see like 
is one of the more talked about ones or yeah. like one of the ones that people like say they like war and like i don't know probably just just didn't hit, hit the right spot for me i guess yeah you're just like i i, I don't get it why, why, i don't i don't why know this one yeah but but like i said too it's like whatever i binged them all some of them just like didn't come up hot for me for me just watching you know certain ones back to back yeah so i like i said that i'll give it another shot um as i slowly go back and rewatch all these because i think they could be really nice enjoyable yeah um, tidbits of star wars i could just easily put on because most of them are pretty short other than like the um <laughs> one of them was kind of longer than the others but yeah there's just nice little things you could put on yeah i mean when i first watched it of course i i uh i binged through them too mm -hmm. uh but there were there were several episodes that i went back and watched because i just i yeah. didn't remember anything about them the, the uh, only one i went back and rewatched was the duel just since you know that's just like my absolute favorite one i was just like all right yeah i just yeah. had the urge to go back and immediately rewatch that almost yeah i definitely rewatched that one um, but there's still others that I want to go back. Yeah, and watch, definitely. Like definitely. Say. Like I said, I want to go back through all of it eventually, but current standings in not, not, not one for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, episode number eight was, uh, Lop and Ocho. Um, it's, uh, takes place during galactic empire and there's a, uh, there's an alien that, uh, speaking of Jackson from earlier, uh, <laughs> we've got this this rabbit-like character named Lop um, who uh, escapes her, uh, she's a slave, she escapes her captors, uh, her, her slave owners, and, and is discovered by this planet's, uh, I guess, kind of a, kind of a clan uh, king, leader, whatever. Um, his name is Yasaburo and his daughter Ocho. Uh, and the daughter convinces her dad to kind of adopt Lop as his daughter. Um, and then we get a time jump into the future. And the Empire has come to uh, the planet. And uh, so while you've got the uh, the, the father, Yasaburo, uh, wants to fight the Empire and get him off the planet, uh, but the daughter actually wants to cooperate with them. And she tries to convince her dad to uh, that the Empire is good for the planet. And uh, he says no. And uh, she actually enlists in or, or you know become becomes a member of the empire uh enlisting in their army or navy or whatever it is and uh and then the uh and then we get a i can't tell if there was another skip or not but it, it basically there's a, a jumps to an, a scene where uh, yasuburo uh has this really old lightsaber and uh gives it to Lop, who turns out she is force sensitive. And um, so she goes to, she leaves the village to go and try to convince uh, Ocho to come back. And uh, they get into a fight 
and Lop uh, wounds Ocho. Uh, Ocho runs away, and then uh, and then it kind of kind of ends. I felt like it kind of ended abruptly. She basically just vows to bring Ocho back home. Um, so here's another one where the voice actors' names I just don't recognize from anywhere. I, I guess they just packed in like the first half full of the ones that you knew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Spencer, what do you think of this episode? All right, this is one of the ones that completely caught me off guard. All right, because I don't, I just something about it from not like looking at this episode from the outside, I just didn't care for it. Didn't care for it at all. Um, but once after watching it, a lot like the Toby episode, it, it it's one that I end up really enjoying. Uh, I, I, I like it, it just got caught me completely off guard. I thought it was just a neat story overall. Um, I, I, as far as like it's like animation style went, I, I noticed that it had like a little like graininess to it. I thought that was kind of cool trying to recreate like probably like what 90s anime uh, <laughs> kind of feel there. Um, I, I thought that was really neat. Um, just a whole relationship of the uh, two was it like sisters I thought was pretty, pretty cool and seeing one turn and then it led to a really cool final battle at the end, which is absolutely a beautiful, and like that whole like centerpiece. I thought was just really cool too, of having like this like tree and then the star destroyer there. I thought that was just really neat. And then there was also, um, I, I really like the unique lightsaber design with this one too. Cause if I remember correctly, this is a lightsaber that has like the actual like little writings on it. Yeah. And I thought that was super neat as far as just a cool take on a, lightsaber design mm -hmm. what do you think nicole i'm going to go down the same rabbit hole as <laughs> <Spencer>. ah. <laughs> but adding in uh, uh but bunny hopping back to something you said <laughs> when i saw lop i went that's not jackson i want jackson <laughs> for some reason i went but then i had to remind myself Got to put Jackson back into the books and give this character your full, you know, full attention. Uh, but it made me excited and want to go, come on, Star Wars, let's give me Jackson. Okay, yes. back to Lop. I actually really did. I liked this one. I'm, again, I'm like Spencer. I did like this episode. It was, it was super cute. It did have its good moments. It also had some betrayal, which uh, makes sense. Uh, and it was just really neat to again to see the artistry and the storyline um maybe it could have been cleaned up a little bit but something though i would if there was another episode i would watch it mm -hmm. um like to see maybe instead of all these time jumps maybe to see more of how they got there does that make sense mm -hmm. because yeah. i like it and i got what you said when you had mentioned you know i think there might have been another time jump here um and it, that's where I kind of go, I wish this was almost, again, two episodes, because I'd like to know, instead of having all those jumps, I kind of would like to know what happened on the in-between. And mm -hmm. I think it actually has, um, it, it, it has the potential to do that. I think it really could lend us more um, something else, you know. And again, really, 
I liked it. It was really good. Um, again, my favorite is still the duel, but this one is probably mm. like a five for me. Yeah, I think I'll rank this one like a four for me. Yeah. And and you know, Steve knows this about me. I am not a ranker. I do not rank <laughs> anything. And for some odd reason with visions, I was like, so I got a ranking. Duels <laughs> and one. the other ones I'm not so sure on, but you know, the ones the duel. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> this one's definitely in the top five. So. Mm. Yeah, I I actually really liked this one. Mm-hmm. I thought the animation was amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I liked the story. I, I uh, liked, like you, Nicole, I wish they wouldn't have jumped around so much with the time. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see more of that. Uh, but that's what sequels are for. Right. Um, I, I think these characters really actually have potential. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You no, know, I think they really actually hold potential. Or like an actual, oh, yeah. could have its own twenty-minute, thirty-minute show. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this was one of the longer episodes. If I remember right. Correctly. Well, maybe this is even maybe my number three. Who knows? This could be my number two because uh, I think if they would have cleaned it up a little bit more or given us a little bit more, mm-hmm. it has so much potential. And yeah, I think I, I thought it was great. It was definitely one of my favorite episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait. For them to uh, reveal that Lop is actually Jackson's sister. Uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so with you. Um, I just, I just thought it was a really good story, and um, I, I just really like what they did with this one. Uh, yes, it was, it was really good. I was, I was really uh, impressed with this one. Yeah, um, this was probably in my top two, maybe top three. Yeah, I'd say I'd say probably um, I'd say probably top three. Yeah, the girl who never ranks ranked. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely one that I want to see more of and and more of the story. Um, another one where I'd like to see uh, a continuation of the story and also mm-hmm. some prequel stuff. Yes. Yes. I yes. want, give me more. I want more of this one. Yeah. The, the, the great thing with about all these episodes is like they, they were left open ended to where mm-hmm. if you wanted to continue any of them, you could continue any of them. Um, some of them a little more open ended than others, but they all gave openings as far as it, it, this could be a thing that could continue on. So maybe depending on how Ronan does, uh, Maybe we'll end up getting more content. Yeah. Um, so that does bring us to the last episode of the series. And the title of this one was Akakira. Is it Akira? Or... It's Akakira, I think. Akakira. Uh, Akakira is how it might be. So uh, it, it's a story about this, this Jedi, uh, Subaki who uh, goes back to a planet that he used to uh, be on and he, he's uh, his uh, his former girlfriend uh, Misa who is a uh, is a princess uh, her her family has been overthrown by a uh, dark side welding character um, who is her aunt and uh, her name is Masago and uh, so, so Subaki shows up and 
he helps uh, Misa return to the, uh, I guess, the castle of the palace. And uh, she's got these two um, guides helping her uh, get to this palace. And uh, so they make it to uh, make it to the palace. And then uh, Masaga uh, captures these two uh, friends and along with the princess and um, then they uh, she ends up killing the uh, oh man who did, who do they kill now I'm, I can't remember now uh, she she wants Masaga wants wants uh, Subaki to become her apprentice he refuses um and oh, oh I, I remember okay uh Subaki uh, so the uh Masago has these henchmen that attack and uh Tsubaki kills them uh but then he also accidentally kills his girlfriend Misa the princess and uh and then Tsubaki agrees to join Masaga and uh when when he agrees to join her uh kind of resurrects Mesa uh, and then it just ends. So it was a little, little odd in how it ended. Um, casting wise, there actually was a, a pretty well-known uh, character uh, uh, actor in this one. Um, it was one of the guides. Uh, the guide's name was Senshu. Uh, and it was voice acted by George Takai. Um, so what did you think of this episode overall? Let's start with Spencer. Okay. I, 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 this might sound a little ironic. All right. But I remember, I don't remember anything about this episode. Really? Like this is the one episode that I just don't remember like really any details from. But I remember coming out of this episode liking it. Yeah. So I don't know what that says about this episode, if it's good or bad, because like I remember enjoying it, but I can't tell you anything about it. <laughs> um, I remember the anim like animation was kind of weird with it. It definitely took mm -hmm. a really unique style. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, it, it, it was. I don't know. It, it was. It was weird. That that was the. Yeah. But I didn't have too much of an issue with it because like they kind of it is cool how it's used as its own thing but it's also just weird and like whenever mm -hmm. just i don't know just characters faces look weird in that half the time mm -hmm. yeah but as far as like the episode itself and plot like I, I i remember it being cool i remember being satisfied with it but i just don't remember mm -hmm. it <laughs> uh i'm kind of on the same page there i remember the the beginning uh, and how, you know, the time leading up to them going to the palace. Uh, I remember it ending very kind of abruptly uh, or or ending on, I don't know if you'd really call that a cliffhanger, but just kind of like, wait a minute, that's it? Right. That's how it ends? Uh, I remember that. 
Uh, but it's some of the details in between that I'm, I'm kind of yeah. foggy on. Uh, but that being said, I did enjoy this episode, what I do remember of it. And, and despite the fact that it ended really oddly, um, what do you think, Nicole? I'm like you guys. This is, okay, you know, you're reading it, right? And it sounds good. Okay. And I remember watching it. It was all right. It was good. But it, it wasn't memorable. It wasn't, for some odd reason, it mm-hmm. didn't fully latch me to be like, oh my gosh, like the duel, yeah. I gotta have more, I gotta have more. Or like with Lop, oh my gosh, where's Jackson? Like it just didn't. And of course, then I also go, hey dude, you might want to talk to Anakin because. He knows all about how that stuff goes down with the senator. Doesn't end well. <laughs> um, but then that's just me being funny. But it's it wasn't memorable. And I think I I can't I don't know, maybe they need to make it make it a little bit stronger, I don't know, or finish off a little bit stronger with the series. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm with Spencer on this also with the animation. It was nice animation, it was good. But it was, I don't know, something was different, but at the same time, it wasn't bad different. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Again, yeah, not very memorable and kind of. I, I don't know. I, I feel like every episode had something really, remem- like something memorable from it that you could just, mm-hmm. like, you know, you could say, like, oh, Tattoo and Rhapsody. Oh, yeah, that music involved with it. Or, you know, the, the elder, there's the, you know, the whole relationships and the villain. Like, I think all all the characters in that story was memorable. But as far as the one memorable thing from this episode, I get is just that weird animation. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like the story, exactly. I think, was really basic. So that's probably where, like, it wasn't bad. That's probably why we enjoyed it, just because it's like, it was a basic story overall. Um, but that animation is like, it worked. Mm-hmm. It was a little weird. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing I remember most about this episode that it just ended oddly, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It just seems like a very weird place to end a story. Right. Uh, Or in a series. Like, I'm like, you started off on this fantastic, strong episode. Yeah, and the series didn't end like the way it started, which I get it. Each one is its own, yada yada yada. But I guess I kind of wanted one that's gonna hook me the rest of the way in, like the first episode. Yeah, I didn't even thought about that. Like that's just a weird way Mm -hmm. to end an anthology series with just Mm -hmm. kind of like this random ending. And it's just like, hmm, well, okay. Um, But overall, as a series, I think uh, if you're, like I had had mentioned earlier, if you're an anime fan, uh, this could appeal to you. Um, Obviously, if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, you should watch these. no matter uh, you know which what's your favorite Star Wars uh, era or uh, movie is, 
there's something in at least one episode of this series uh, that will appeal to you. And it doesn't take that long to watch these. They're, they're, they're short mm-hmm. and they're meant to be that way. And um, there's certainly something in this anthology series for everybody, for all any, any Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something there. Uh, and there, there, you know, there's a few that were really good and that we, you know, so much so that we, uh, you know, are really hoping for some more. Um, but I guess that's, that's about it. I mean, we've, I was happy with the series overall. Um, like, I don't think I really disliked any of the episodes per se. Like, like, I just remember not being impressed with the elder, but other than that, I thought everything else was. So, like, I thought, I, I, like, I, none of them were bad, in my opinion. And I just mm-hmm. thought it was just its own fun experiment. Yeah. It, right. it, it was just nice seeing a cool mashup of uh, Star Wars and anime. One being something I absolutely love, and the other one being something I'm just a casual fan of. Yeah. And, and then also, um, yeah, I, I, I'd yeah. like to see more. But, oh. The other thing I was wanting to say about it that I kind of lost my train of thought on there for a moment was I, I just really like that this, it gave the rare opportunity of just letting creators create, you know, yes. especially with such a big franchise. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool being able to see that opportunity because with, you know, like all these Marvel and Star Wars movies, you know, they all have to be tied into this storyline and you're, you're mm-hmm. given, you're pretty much just given a hallway that you could just, you know, you have mm-hmm. to just kind of go down this hallway and follow this certain line but this you could make it as complicated as you want or however they wanted to right. so it was just right. really cool being able to just see uh interpretations of star wars from the uh and, japanese minds mm-hmm. yeah I, that, that, that's something i i also really liked about it is that uh you know seeing others uh talk about star Wars and not having to be tied to the canon. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. I like the fact that it's like they gave them a hallway pass. Right. Um, and said, here, go have fun. And I get, I, it was nice to give us a new perspective or mm-hmm. a certain point of view in a different mm-hmm. way. Again, I love art, so it was really beautiful to see all these different uh, styles of artistry. It was just wonderful to, you know, like, oh, I really like this one. Oh, I really like that one. Or I like this because it's shadowy, and this one's this, and this one's that. And I thought that's, again, one of the reasons why I did like this series overall. It was because of the beautiful artistry. So I I tip my hat off to all these artists because they're amazing. They are amazing. Yeah. yeah, each episode yeah. brought in something really unique as far as animation mm-hmm. style goes. No, right. None of the two were the same. And so it was just it, it was just exciting to see on the first time watching, just seeing how they compared from, you know, each one to each one and just having a completely different story from each one to each one. Because there wasn't, like, other than a use of a lot of lightsabers in almost every one, there wasn't really anything else as far as, like, repeating goes mm-hmm. from one to one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, very good experiment that was uh, overall very well done. Um, 
Well, that will wrap up this week's episode of Rogue One Radio. Uh, Spencer, thanks for joining us. Had fun. And uh, Nicole, thanks for coming back. Absolutely. Um, and uh, as I said earlier, if you uh, want to follow us on the social media, uh, there's our link right there. It's uh, Twitter and Instagram. Just go to Rogue, the number one radio. Um, we are part of the Red 5 network. So if you're looking for good uh, podcasts that are Star Wars or other uh, pop culture related, uh, go ahead and check them out. Just go to red5network.com uh, or look them up on Twitter. They're, you know, they've got a lot of, I think everybody has a Twitter page. Um, but yeah, so we uh, enjoyed having you. Thanks for everybody that's in the chat uh, for coming in and hanging out with us. And uh, hope to see you again next week. And may the force be with you. <laughs>